Welcome to Underground at the Showcase, the official podcast of the Underground Music Showcase and a production of Youth on Record. I'm associate producer Xavier Goche. In today's episode, hosts Emerson Olson and Cesar Ibarra sit down with Denver's own Destino. Destino is a multidisciplinary artist creating experimental pop and producing events that highlight the work of other LGBTQIA creatives. Through their music and community building, they are a passionate advocate for queer artists in Colorado. Before we get into the interview, remember to like, follow, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Now, here's Destino's song, DTF.
Hi, welcome to the Underground at the Showcase, the official podcast of the Underground Music Showcase and a production of Youth on Record. I'm Emerson Olson. And I'm Cesar Ibarra. Our guest today is Destino. Hello, thank you for having me. Thanks for coming by. So Destino, would you like to tell us a little bit about your music and what you do? Yeah, definitely. Well, I'd say my music is somewhere along the hyper-pop, hyper-pop adjacent realm. If you're not too familiar with that genre, it's probably best described as like a blend of multiple genres into one um, with pop as like the heart. Um, so, you know, a lot of the music that I have as demos or released are very like much inspired by electronic dance music, trance, techno, um, just experimental art. Um, I really love punk and metal and try to like blend a little bit more of those elements into some of the stuff that I'm working on currently. So yeah, I just love to experiment with different sounds and I never want to be uh, stuck into one box, I guess. Um, so you'll hear a little bit of everything from me. So yeah. That's awesome. Um, if one day they make a biopic about you and your project, what should they include? Like, what's your origin story? How did you enter this? Oh my God, world? my villain origin story? Yes. Okay. Um, I don't know. I guess just kind of like coming into my own and understanding my queerness and being in tune with myself, learning self-love, um, becoming sober. Um, I feel like a lot of those things have really shaped me into who I am today. Um, and my commitment and dedication to my art. Now, uh, you were telling us a little bit earlier before uh, we started about, you know, your outfit for uh, <laughs> your your set. Yes. Uh, and that's going to be at the L on Sunday uh, at, five, at five, o'clock. 5 o'clock. Yes. How do you go about choosing like a stage outfit? Like, is there a process oh. that you go through? Is Do you just have like a bunch already like set out that, you know, for the future shows? Or Not really. Like... I like to make clothes. <laughs> I make clothes outside of like making music and writing and whatnot. Um, then that's with uh, Electronic Stardust, right? Your uh, yeah, my, my brand is Electric Stardust. Electrics. Yes. Um, so yeah, that just is something that I recently started. Um, I've always had like an interest in creating fashion and clothing. And so I'm, I'm hoping that this will help me get more into that and meet new people, more local designers to like work with and work under and learn more technique from. I feel like I just always want to grow in my art and what I do. And what better way to do that than collaborate with people who already know what they're doing. Right. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, for my outfit, for my shows, I kind of just try to figure out what the vibe is that I'm trying to put across. Um, and I'm like, what's going to look cool? What are people going to love? Like, what's me, you know? So, yeah. Exactly. That's yeah, that's awesome. Nice. How do you feel like your music mixes with your fashion choice? Like, do you feel like they kind of combine in yes, a way? Yes, they definitely do. Um, I really, I love raves. I love going to raves. Um, and I love rave fashion. Um, so yeah, I feel like I blend that in with my music a little bit, you know, um, I performed at a couple raves. I want to get more into it, but if you see the fashion at some of the raves here, like, like some of the faith changes the world raves or like just some other smaller, um, collectives, people know how to dress and I love okay. how they dress at these events. Um, everywhere else that I go, that's like a concert or something I'm like people need to turn some more looks like People need to come out with their outfits in Denver. Come on, literally. Yeah. Like, we're a growing city. Mm -hmm. We need to put ourselves on the map. Put some clothes that I'll put you on, on the map. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. 
<laughs> I, no, I agree. I definitely think that like a lot of uh, what's keeping Denver from like really popping off and like like a lot of other music scenes is that there's a lot of reservation about looking a certain way like you know denverites are scared of change yeah yeah and i feel like that's where artists like myself come in Mm -hmm. i want to be able to like inspire people like dress how you want do what you want live your life like you only get one life so might as well live it up and dress how you want to (laughs) dress yeah definitely now speaking of denver um i've heard that you've been um working at youth on record before mm-hmm. but how has being denver based kind of influenced your music and growth as a musician yeah you know it is definitely a different landscape um a different soundscape for sure every time i go to la it's such a refreshing experience and my music is so people are so receptive to my music out there here it's a little bit different you have to like work a lot harder especially mm. in the pop ecosystem mm-hmm. there's not a lot of pop opportunities out in denver um And I want to be one of the people to, you know, put that in people's heads. Like, there's good pop music. Like, I don't know. Growing up, pop used to be a dirty word, you know? Like, people didn't want to associate with it. People hated pop. And I've always loved it. I I just think it's such a a fun and liberating uh, sound, you know, a genre of music. And so, yeah, I don't know. I feel like in Denver, at least, it's been really, really hard to find, like, a pop community. Um, there's some really cool underground pop stars out here though like if any of you know who that kid is he makes that some kid. really really good hyper pop music okay. and he's yeah. pretty big on the internet and nobody in Denver knows who he is so it's like what the hell yeah every time he plays a show here it's like a house show that like 20 people are at when he's in LA yeah. packed venue oh gosh yeah so it's like very much a different landscape mm-hmm. ecosystem um, but I want to bring that kind of energy here. I want to be able to like uplift other pop, other pop artists and yeah. You book shows yourself, right? I you, do. You booked one recently that I went to, um, the, the one at Enigma Bazaar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so do you find that like you're trying to bring, build a scene around like yes. pop and stuff? Yeah. I want to like be a, a creative leader here. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I see myself kind of just uplifting and supporting other small pop artists and get them to a point where you know they're able to go on a tour to la and feel that same like Mm -hmm. wow my art is so appreciated here you know um i I just think that that's really powerful especially with a growing um population of artists in denver like so many people coming in from different cities like there's some really 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 good underground music that just isn't celebrated and i think that's why ums is kind of important Mm -hmm. um yeah, I just want to see more pop artists. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I heard that you played at Meow Wolf mm-hmm. with a bunch of other uh, queer artists, right? Yes. Was, yeah, how was that? Do you think that like that was definitely one of the moments that you're like, yes, like we're going to put pop and like queer artists on the Denver like, yes. map? Yeah. yeah, that was like one of the first like eye-opening moments, which is so crazy. My my company is called Wide-Eyed Entertainment. Wide-Eyed. Um, and so I have a couple queer pop artists and... Um, like varying genre artists on this collective label. Um, we have Ian Allen, who is an iconic hyper-pop artist. Featured on your new song, DTF, right? Yes, yes. She's amazing. She is based out of Boston. Awesome. Um, and then we have Joshua Day, who is currently in the Youth on Record Fellowship. Oh, really? But he's also performing like three shows here this weekend. He's Ooh. amazing. He is very creative. He's just has so much dedication with his art and I just want to see him thrive, you know, especially yeah. in the Denver scene where he doesn't feel very appreciated. Mm. Um, and then we have a couple producers, too, that we work with. So we have a small little ecosystem team community. It's it's nice. Yeah, literally, like I, I really 
then they just want to uplift pop artists. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. That's so cool. Could you talk a little bit about your own music and how um, I know your latest album, Star Crasher, came out a little while ago. <laughs> yes. Um, but you, could you kind of talk about the process of that album and kind of how it how it oh my God. development? You know what? That project really just came to me. Like I, I knew I wanted to work on something. I felt like I had something that I had to say and, and share. I was going through a lot. Like I was trying to, I was struggling with sobriety, trying to get on a sober track. The first song I ever made sober was Star Crasher. So, and I, I really think that that's one of my most like true to my heart, powerful, like speaks to my inner child songs, you know? Um, yeah, like if I were a young Destino and somebody showed me future Destino's music, I would be blown out of the water. Like, but yeah, like Star Crasher really just kind of just came to me in a dream almost. <laughs> um, it's kind of just about breaking out of old habits and breaking cycles and breaking general generational trauma and coming into your own and reaching that full potential, you know, and breaking that glass ceiling. So yeah, it was very much kind of just like channeled from a genius, you know, you know what a, like a genius is not like a person genius, but like a spirit that comes to you and like shares knowledge and Ooh. information that you're supposed to share with the world. Like that's what that felt like. I was, I was speak, spirit was speaking through me. <laughs> oh, that, yes. That's awesome. And uh, do you feel ever like uh, you can often like feel it a bit more? Yeah. Not as like, um, not I as guess, clouded. numbed down or like, yeah. you know, like. No. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I feel like. When I first became sober, after I finished Star Crasher, like the regular project, um, the first mixtape of it, it was really, really hard to get into a creative headspace without substances, um, if I'm being honest. Because, I mean, I was using since I was like 18 until 25, so, mm. or 24, I don't know. But, <laughs> so it, it was a long time coming. Mm. Um, but yeah, when you're used to creating one specific type of way, especially using substances, it feels almost like I can't do this without this, you know? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I don't know. I, I like really pushed myself and forced myself to get out of that, like thinking um, in that headspace. And I created three awesome deluxe tracks for the Star Crasher deluxe mixtape oh, so that are very much more oriented towards like the queer experience. Um, the Wave is a song about, you know, I, I wrote that right after um, the Club Q shooting. Colorado Springs um it's just kind of about you know we can't we can't really live our authentic lives without people hating us you know mm -hmm. and you know regardless of that you shouldn't live in fear and you should still love um yeah and then Bonnie and Clyde that was a track about you know again queer love and like mm -hmm. what that feeling is like you know like there's a verse in there a line um breaking all the rules because our love is a crime. And I mean, that's how it that's feels great. throughout society. We're lucky that we live in Colorado where being mm. gay and openly queer and LGBTQ is very much accepted um, and celebrated. Mm -hmm. There's still people out here who are not very friendly about it. Unfortunately. Yeah, like I get told some nasty things on a regular basis on the street, but it's kind of just like, take it with a grain of salt. Like those mm. people literally don't matter. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then... Yeah, what was the last song? Back to Life. That's kind of just about like finding that person that brings you feel back like you're to coming life. back to life. Yeah, I love that. Especially <laughs> after like something hard, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, very much a, a project about the queer experience. Um, 
I don't know if that was the question, but I went off. <laughs> <laughs> it works. Yeah. It definitely it works. Yeah. <laughs> what do you hope um, LGBT people get out of your music? Yeah, inspiration. I hope that people can feel like, you know, look to me and be like, he's living in his truth. I want to live in my truth, you know? And maybe just like find some words that they can't find themselves in their in their mind, in their heart, in their feelings, you know? Like, I feel like I want to be a voice for people that don't have that voice and be somebody that, you know, maybe a closeted person can listen to or look at on Instagram and, you know, daydream. Like, I want to be like that, you know? If I can just inspire one person in this lifetime, like, that's all that really matters to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, have you, you've performed like other prides, right? Like I heard yes. LA Pride. That, yes. Okay. Yeah. It's been crazy. Like the past two years, I've been asked to go around to like some cool places on like a little pride tours. Nice. Um, last year we went on our first little mini tour to Salt Lake City and Los Angeles. That was so much fun. Um, I didn't realize that Salt Lake City would be so much like fun during Pride. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like, How was it? It, it was really good. Yeah. Um, they were blasting Cupcake down the street. So you already know we were like filling ourselves. <laughs> yes. Um, and the people were very receptive. Mormons love the gays. <laughs> At least that's what it felt yeah. like out there. Um, and then Los Angeles. That was a dream come true. I got to perform at Catch One LA last year, which is like an iconic venue. Oh, really? Um, way back in the 70s, 80s, it was an iconic um LGBTQ uh, POC safe space. Um, that's where a lot of like black Latino people would go to like just enjoy the disco nights, enjoy oh, yes. queer community, enjoy like a place for themselves when at the height of like mm-hmm. the hate towards our community, like the height of the AIDS and HIV mm-hmm. epidemic where we were left to die. So yeah, it, it's definitely like a very heartfelt place, like very important to like queer history. And that's awesome to me so yeah i don't know that was really cool and then this year i got to perform at weho pride which is so cool i was on stages i was on the stage um sharing like the space with uh tanache orville peck carly rae jepsen it was literally a dream come true (laughs) i i felt like a superstar That's, yes. I mean, that just proved that you are. Yeah, yeah. so we're on the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you definitely are a rock star. <laughs> Thank you. Period. For sure. If you're just joining us, welcome back to Underground at the Showcase, posted by Youth on Record. We are here with our guest artist, Destino. Hi. And uh, what is the song that we're about to, to check out? Ooh, yes. Let's listen to Read the Room. It's made by me, my friend Ian Allen, and produced by Tyler Ashton. Perfect. Let's take a listen. I know what you're saying just by looking in your eyes. I've come to terms with how I'm feeling. Never, never told a lie. Told me that I'm always playing. Well, boy, are you that surprised? Just to put it into perspective. I've got lows and I've got highs. Elephant.
So you are listening to Read the Room by Destino. Now here to tell us a little bit about the song is Destino himself. Hi. Yeah. Um, so me and Ian Allen and Tyler Ashton made this song together. Um, it's very much about, <laughs> I guess, how queer we are. <laughs> um, it's a song that's just like very fun, very much like carefree and I don't know, very much a piece of us. Like a little piece of each of us. I just love how like electronic and experimental the production is and just how like fun and a little bit sexy the uh, <laughs> lyrics are. So yeah, it's a good song. And uh, you, you produced it yourself? Or? No. no, my friend Tyler Ashton, he's the one who produced it. Gotcha. Uh, he is a phenomenal producer. So if y'all are looking for a producer, pay Tyler Ashton. Tyler Ashton, mm -hmm. good. And uh, you, you said that uh, Ian... Ian, uh, Ian Allen. Ian Allen. They're from uh, Boston. Boston. So yes. you guys had to send over the tracks with each other. Yes. You guys? Yeah. No, we were, it was very much like different states bouncing tracks yeah. back and forth. That's how it usually goes with our collaborations because oh. Tyler is also mm -hmm. based in Michigan. Oh. So we have like a little like national uh, presence. <laughs> I love that. Yes. That's perfect. And it also helps get, you know, each scene kind of represented, you know, I feel like a lot of bands in in other parts of the states that aren't like, you know, L.A. or, um, you know, New York, mm -hmm. a lot of artists get kind of, you know, ignored or just not paid attention to Literally. as much. Having that kind of, you know, you guys working with each other, you guys can also, you know, you know, check out my friend Ian Allen mm -hmm. and then Ian's, you know, crowd and fans can check out Destino and stuff. And so it's a bit of like a cross. It is. Uh, fan base yeah. it really is and i i mean that's like the best way to build a fan base honestly like the more you collaborate with other people the more people are gonna see your name hear your mm. music and be a little curious so yeah i'm very much a a, a a big supporter of collaboration anytime and any chance i will collaborate <laughs> and you that's have awesome. quite a bit under your belt right like a, a couple collaborations yeah yeah definitely i've written for quite a few people um also, a little bit of productions here and there, um, gotcha. but yeah, I just I just love to experience different people's perspectives on mm. creating and life, and yeah, I, I, yeah, <laughs> collaboration is powerful. I love Truly, that. yeah. What would be like your dream collaboration? Oh my god! Oh, that's a that's a tough question because I have so many dream collaborations. Rilo is the ultimate. Rilo is the ultimate. She has such a, a creative and fun approach to music and very much like main pop girl energy while independent. So it's it's amazing. I love that. Maybe for a major act, um, collaboration wise, oh my God, like Katy Perry is my muse, but Ooh. Charlie XCX. No, Charlie XCX Charlie. is yeah. my girl. That's who I would choose. Like that would be the dream. Um, yeah, she. I just, she's, She's everything to me. <laughs> yes. And that would work a little bit more because she's like dwelled, delved into like the hyper pop kind yes, of world, right? Definitely. She's done a bit of that. Yes, Charlie. Then there's Umru, who is a phenomenal producer. He is crazy with it. Like if you have a chance to check out any Umru produc productions, do it because you'll be like, what is this stuff? <laughs> I love that. Umru? Yes, Umru. U-M-R-U. Rilo is R-Y-L-0. Check them both out. Awesome. Cool. Um, could you talk about one of your favorite performances that you've done recently? Favorite performances? 
I'm gonna have to say my favorite performance recently would be. Oh my god, it's hard to choose. It's either my first Meow Wolf gig or. It's gonna be. I mean, I just performed at the Museum of Contemporary Art, Ooh. which has been like a dream for the past five years. DMC. Um, yes. So I mean, like, <sighs> Meow Wolf was also a dream mm-hmm. when I heard that they were coming like to Denver mm-hmm. and creating a Meow Wolf space. So I mean, I don't know. It's so hard to choose. I just, I just love sharing music and art. Every time I get to perform, it's such a treat, and I feel so blessed and thankful that. People want to hear and experience Destino, the Destino experience. <laughs> Do you think that you'd ever book something like that in the future? Like yes. something that has like art and music involved? I know here yes. that you're the last uh, show that you put on, um, you had people selling like some vendors and stuff. Mm-hmm. Would you ever have like something of bit like if you put a show at like a gallery or something? Yeah. You know, something where you, people could see some art but also come and like yeah. come and watch an act? I love when art like physical and visual art is combined with um, audible art mm-hmm. and like performance art. Um, I think that <laughs> again, like it's kind of like on the same realms of collaboration, the more you combine things and like just blend stuff together, I feel mm-hmm. like the cooler it is um, and it adds to the experience. So yeah, I would love to do like an art gallery show, um, but it would have to be like the right concept you know Mm. i'd want it to be more than just like oh here's people's art and here is music you know i want i want to do something a little bit more in depth um and immersive i've been working hard with uh the wide-eyed crew on trying to figure out how we can put together like a little wide-eyed fest um so we're hoping to do that next year um that's still in the works and still in talks but yeah it's definitely something that we're interested in doing and and definitely uh combining visual art with it Awesome. Mm-hmm. You can find Destino's music wherever you stream your tunes and on social media at Destino Makes Music. We want to give a big thanks to Meininger Art Supply for letting us record season two at their store on North Broadway. Learn more at www.meininger.com. Underground at the Showcase is an official podcast of the Underground Music Showcase and a production of Youth on Record. You can learn more about Youth on Record at www.youthonrecord.org and on social media at Youth on Record. This episode was edited and mixed by me. Our production team also includes Cesar Ibarra, Ryan Conora, Chloe Hines, and Emerson Olson. Our executive producer is David Layden. Our theme song was recorded by Genevieve Glimp, Danny Akery, and David Layden. Additional music for this episode is provided by me. You can find my music on streaming platforms under Black Key, that's B-L-V-C-K-Q-I. Thank you again for listening. I'm Xavier Goche, and this is Underground at the Showcase.